Well, let's do a podcast and pretend that we're all happy to be here. Because you didn't want to pay for a Sirius XM subscription, the Padded Room Podcast is back, baby! Oh, yeah. My name is Darian, Buddy is in the house, Yo, Miss Monica is here, I'm here. What's going on, you crazy pricks? What are you up to this week? Nada. Not, nothing. Nothing? Nothing at all? Nothing exciting? No. No, no, no hijinks? No, nope, not yet. Oh, oh, my ho- my uh, costume came in the mail. Oh, your Halloween costume, yeah, uh, Egyptian pharaoh. I heard. Yes, very nice. Yeah, I like it. Super are you, excited. Are you going to do the uh, like the the, the guy line? You got to do the guy liner, dude. I have guy liner. Very cool. <laughs> so is your outfit going to show like half your stomach? You have to. It might show oh. half my stomach. You or have more. to. Oh, or boy. more, he says. <laughs> wow. You got a you got a nice midriff. Yes, like I say, uh, <laughs> like I said last week, uh, I, I might be pretty cold. <laughs> oh boy. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All righty. Okay. Yeah. How about your costume, Monica? <laughs> How's it coming? to do. <laughs> yeah, you might want to do some manscaping. <laughs> yeah. And about a thousand sit-ups between them. Yeah, I'll probably just like pest myself up against a chain link fence and like spray. There you go. There. there you go. So we like, could airbrush some, some <laughs> abs, abs on you. Abs on oh, yeah. <laughs> I Monica? haven't even gotten mine yet. No? What are you, have you decided what you're going to be? No, not really. Well, it's going to be something Mexican. I'm... I'm you, you're, you're on like a three-year Mexican... <laughs> Mexico. The first year it was the gangbangers, <laughs> yeah, which was you know a bit uh, racially insensitive. If no, you ask me, no, the first year it was the nun. No, I'm saying yeah, but then the year after that was uh-huh. the gangbangers, and then last year was uh-huh. uh, the Day of the Dead thing, yeah, which was really hot, by the way. That was mm-hmm. cute, but it was freaking cold, so I'm not opting for that this year. <laughs> well, I mean, if we hadn't have gone and harassed Buddy's neighbors, it would have been fine. <laughs> Because we would have been inside. You yeah, for- we would have been inside. You forget the, the part where our police officer friend yes. decided to take us on a little field trip to terrorize the neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. Of all people. Of all the people. <laughs> hey, let's go do this. I'm like, you realize there's a good chance we're going to get shot. Who would do that? You're a fucking cop, man. You know exactly who would do that. Everybody. Yeah, And the, the one lady specifically mm-hmm. answered the door and said, I've got my gun. Yeah. You motherfuckers and we said goodbye <laughs> have a good evening ma'am yeah and a prime example of that lady that just got shot like two nights ago yeah the, yeah. yeah yeah we're uh-huh. out there uh in our our strangers <laughs> outfits asking if tamara is home <laughs> monica's like oh she's not here okay bye <laughs> maybe we'll do that around jason's house we should <laughs> we totally should <laughs> yeah 
Oh yeah, buddy. How are you? What's going on with you? Oh, you know, I am, I'm I'm doing good. I put together about 25 minutes hiccup free. I've had the hiccups since about eight o'clock this morning. Oh God, Monica, uh, dude, when I get them, they Shit. hang. They hang. They're like my my new roommate. Wow. It yeah. takes it takes some. Dude, that I, would I can't send me him. into like panic mode. I'd start having an anxiety that it was never going to stop. It is fucking frustrating. Yeah. I'm used to it now. It makes it hard to eat. It makes it hard to eat, hard to laugh, hard to talk, uh, hard to drink, water, anything. You know? Wow. But uh, it's a motherfucker, man. I you hate it. You try to eat something to stop yeah, it. Yeah, dude. I try everything. Wow. Uh, pretty much what I need. What I understand from what I understand, what I need is just something to take my mind off it. Because if I just stop thinking about hiccups, and they eventually go away. Oh. But how do you stop thinking about hiccups when you have the fucking hiccups? I don't know. I usually stop mine by like taking a deep breath. That doesn't work. That doesn't oh, work for me. Wow. No. Yeah, I don't have more than two hiccups, so that's. Oh, I, but usually they last from twenty-four to forty-eight hours. With me. Oh god. They'll keep me up usually at night. Just one random hiccup just out of nowhere. And no. Like, no, not me, dude. They'll keep me up at night. They'll they'll hang. Oh. But like I said, it's been about uh, since Monica got here, so about 25 minutes since my last hiccup. Oh, she took your mind off Jeez. it. She did. Well, I told you. <laughs> there's two ways to get me to stop hiccuping. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not sweaty, am I? <laughs> all right, you pervos. We got uh, horror news. We got listener mail. We got all the usual shenanigans. Why don't we kick things off this week with a little bit of horror news? News. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Horror news. Monica, what do you got? So, I kind of read through all the news and I didn't find anything really interesting okay. for me. But I did read because this interested me. So Eli Roth is part of the Lake Mead movie that's in production right now. I didn't know there was a Lake Mead movie. Yeah, remember I said a while ago there was going to be a movie about a reporter whose sister goes missing and she disappeared at Lake Mead? No. Oh. oh, wait a minute. Yeah, it was like four or five weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. a while back. But okay. actually, he is one of the writers, and he's the executive producer on it. So, wow. Okay. Yeah. I Very was cool. like, what has he been doing? I wonder if he's going to star in it, too, then. No. No. I already, like, uh. tried looking everywhere. He, maybe an appearance, maybe? Maybe. I mean, let's be honest. He, I like him. He does good work. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Acting-wise... <laughs> I mean, other than Inglorious in Bastards, he was great in, but really his job was just to stand there and look mean, right? Yeah. Which is fine. I get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what other act- acting gigs has he had? He showed up in that uh, Japanese movie for about eight minutes. Um, what else has he been in? Uh, well, Cabin Fever, he was stoner, dude. Yeah. Um, um he was he was prominently displayed on a poster in Hostel One. Not that that means anything, <laughs> you know. Yeah. There, there well, you go. I did read that he was like you know interviewing like longtime fishermen on there on the water and stuff. Okay. Get and he, they were going to they well they were going to use actual people that fish that lake okay. to star in the movie. So that's kind of cool too. I wonder if they're going found oh. footage with this thing then. 
Well, uh, I believe it's going to be something under the water. Okay. Which is cool because on the heel of that, on January 8th, I think, is going to be the release. January 10th uh, of Underwater. What's that one? Have you seen the trailer? No. Uh-uh. Oh, it's the comeback of the underwater horror movies. Okay. Uh, nice. What do you got? Another Gilman type of thing? Unfortunately, it's uh, Kristen Stewart is Ooh. the star. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah right. Okay. Yeah. She's got like a shaved head in that one. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Have you seen the trailer? It's out. Yes. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty interesting. Yes. It, it didn't, you don't, the trailer that I saw didn't really show what it was that was messing with them. It was mostly mm-hmm. her. What do you mean? Her? The trailer. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. But it didn't, there's oh. there's clearly, they're in like an underwater lab, mm-hmm. and it didn't really show what it was that was fucking with everything. Right. I hope it's Cthulhu. We haven't had a good Cthulhu movie in a long time. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. I don't know what it is. It's, it's big. Cool. It is. It's freaking big. It's probably a, a fucking squid. But yeah, that something. part where in this trailer, they show where they actually have to like get out into the water. Yeah. And wa- yeah. I'm walk like, across oh the my way there. hell no. <laughs> I am not doing. Just kill me now. Hmm. I it, will OD. Why? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're already underwater. <laughs> no. What just, it's, you just said, got to walk across there. That's I all. I would have a heart attack just trying to get oh. across <laughs> What if what if there was nothing messing with you and you just had to go pick something up about a football field's length away? Could somebody choke me up? Oh God! <laughs> Your wedding ring is right there. I can I see it. I would have to make sure everybody is like all around me and I'm in the middle or something. You just go. All right, whatever. You're scared of uh, water now. Uh, the ocean, absolutely. Well, I get that. Yeah. I get that. Actually, yeah. And it's black you, under there. Right, but if you can see. You know? What if your flashlight goes out? Well, I mean, there was like, you got the lights from the lab. You could still make that out, right? Oh, that's okay. I didn't think of that, man. I she, don't, may, she may be on to something. I don't anticipate yeah. going underwater ever. I don't, like I mean, I pr- I, I'll do like a, like a, like a wild waters uh-huh. or like the neighborhood pool. Okay. That's yeah. fine. I can do that. Yeah. You know what I don't want? Mm. I'm not a scared of the big shit. Mm-hmm. It's the isopods. You know what I'm saying? Oh, the, God, the, the yeah. The fucking things get in your pee hole. That's even worse. Make well, you, turn you into like an aggressive zombie type of no. They would swim up a chick's vagina. Easily. So, yeah, more, I get more, it. More easily than a pee hole. Than exactly. A, than an erect pee hole. Yeah, we have it worse. Not that I would be erect in that kind <laughs> of a situation. Say, uh, erect. Uh. Well, I mean, you know, I like to think that I'm ready for anything. Cold <laughs> <laughs> <Told> one. Woo! <laughs> Is that all you got, kiddo? That's what I got. Buddy? Oh, this is interesting. Neil Patrick Harris joins Keanu Reeves in The Matrix 4. Okay. So we have both Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss, and of course now uh, Neil Patrick Harris, but there's no plot details available at this time. All right. I thought that was weird. You know. Hmm. Um, I'm into it. Mm-hmm. I'll see what's going on there. Uh, Heather Graham joins the cast of CBS's Access Adaptations of Stephen King's The Stand. Okay, Heather Graham, huh? Yeah. She was hot stuff around about uh, 2000, <laughs> 2001. Girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, she, was... she wasn't that bad in Horns. No, she, she wasn't she that bad. Played the played the hot little waitress, mm-hmm. telling lies to, yeah. about everybody. Yeah, not so much anymore. All right. Oh. Um, but, yeah, she's playing uh, Rita Blakemore, a wealthy woman who is ill-prepared for the end of the world and attempts to escape superfluid-infested New York City. That's, okay. That's the character she's playing. All right. 
Uh, runtime of Mike Flanagan's Doctor Sleep has been confirmed to be longer than Kubrick's The Shining. Oh fuck me! Yeah. So what do we uh, got? About three hours. Yeah, close. Uh, so Shining was two hours twenty six minutes, and this Doctor Sleep is going to be two hours thirty two minutes. Was The Shining really two hours and twenty six minutes? I guess so. Nineteen eighty horror didn't yeah. seem that long. All right. Yeah, and uh, of course, Ewan McGregor leads the cast as Adult Danny, and Rebecca Ferguson as uh, Rose the Hat. I like it. Yeah. I read and the book. Dr. Sleep hits theaters November 8th, 2019. We, we, need to, we need to make a field trip for that one. Hell yeah, we do. Yeah, and drink a little. Monica <laughs> needs to get on the Shining train and quit being a snob about it. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> and that's all I got. What do you got? Hey, yo. Looks like HBO has ordered a Maniac Cop TV series directed really? by Nicholas Winding Refn. Wow, that'll be entertaining. It should be. Who's playing Maniac Cop? No, no uh, cast has oh, okay. been announced yet. They just literally just ordered the uh, the, the series. Huh. So I'm wondering if they're going to go. I mean, I guess this is probably the right political climate for it with all the police related, mm-hmm. you know, murders and things like that that are going on. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I I hope they. Uh, I mean, how do you do justice to the original Maniac Cop without getting all wound up in today's politics, I guess, is what I'm wondering. Because if you make, you almost can't go down the undead route. You have to just keep him like a, like a regular cop. Yeah. You know, and you can't, don't you dare make him sympathetic in any way. Mm-mm. You can't do that. Oh, you start him out as a regular cop and since he's to be like a series. He's got to be then, a, he's got to be a racist and a misogynist. Tell you right now. Then he could be like undead towards the end of it. I don't know. I don't know if they go that route. I'll check it out either way. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that works out for us. Uh, are you, have you guys seen the trailers for this upcoming horror film countdown? Uh-uh. Some kind of a deal where you are basically given a countdown to your own death. Oh, and yeah. you know you keep an eye on the clock because when it hits zero, you're done. Okay. It has inspired an app that will actually predict your own demise. Really? Yeah, like a real app. Oh. Yeah, just go to just go search. Uh, I think countdown on the iOS store, and it should take you to the one that uh, you're looking for. I'm not going to do it because I'm going to get all up in my head about it and probably die of a, die in a car accident while I'm driving around staring at my own countdown <laughs> clock. You know what I mean? <laughs> Does the name Gaten Matarazzo? You have thirty-seven hours. No, is that the app that? Oh yeah, one, yeah. One looks yeah, like yeah. a Dodge Ram symbol. Yeah, that's not a Dodge or, Ram or, or the v- vagina symbol. Okay, I mean whatever you're into. <laughs> Does the name Gaten Matarazzo ring any bells? Uh-uh. He plays the toothless kid in uh, Stranger Things. Oh, okay. He has been confirmed. I think we talked about this earlier to host a Netflix uh, scare-based prank show. Called hmm. Prank Encounters. Prank Encounters? Yes. Hmm. It's going to be like Fear Tactics. Remember that oh, one? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's going to be basically that type be, of, that'd type be of fun. deal. I liked it. I like yeah. Scare Tactics. Mm-hmm. Uh, it I was, like him. You do you? Yeah, he's my favorite one on the show. I would agree. I would yeah. agree with that. Uh, looks like trailers are up for Mass Hysteria. Have you guys checked this out no. yet? Mm-mm. Horror comedy. This one was filmed entirely in Salem, Massachusetts. Oh. oh. I saw the trailers. Looks like it's got some chuckles in there. Huh. It's like a witch, witchy kind of a thing. Okay. So, you know, look hmm. out for that. Uh, lastly, it looks like uh, Nickelodeon has uploaded the first episode of the Are You Afraid of the Dark reboot onto YouTube. Oh. Do you remember that show? No. 
Me neither. Uh, Buddy has 10 years, 40 days, 1 hour, 38 minutes, and 52 seconds to live. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, that's, you got a good run ahead of you. You yeah, got 10 more years. You should write that on the wall. So <laughs> that would actually 10 years funny. from yeah. now. <laughs> if we're still doing this fucking podcast in 10 years, <laughs> that, that is the least of our problems. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Are You Afraid of the Dark? Episode 1 is on YouTube. If anybody gives a shit, it's a reboot. I would never cared for the original, so I don't think I'm going to check this out. The problem is when you're the horror kid... You kind of want real horror, and when you watch, try to watch kid horror, you're mm-hmm. like, "This is this is stupid." I'm not, yes, I'm not. That's why I didn't like the Monster Squad. What did you rip one, buddy? No. My dogs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they must have gotten in the garbage or something. That's all we got on the horror news. All right, guys, let's do a little uh, listener mail here, shall we? Yes. Listener mail. Uh-huh. We got emails and voicemails. Let's start things off in muggy, funky Alabama. Alabama. Or better yet, no. Hold that oh. thought. God, I get so much junk mail in this folder now. I don't know when this started. All right, let's start it off right here in Reno, Nevada. Here comes Sean. Hey, Sean. Hi, Sean. Subject line, hope I'm not too late. Nope, Nope. you made it. I just realized I never wrote in for this week, so hopefully I'm not too late. I'll start with my votes. For singles, Otis isn't winning this one in any situation, so the win goes to Dracula. I agree with you, Sean. Uh, Teams, again, I think it's an easy win. Deadites win this one 10 times out of 10. I agree with you there also. I watched a few horror movies over the past week, but I'm trying to make this short and quick, so I'll just talk about The Figurine. I mean, I've definitely seen worse movies, though I'm not sure how many movies I've seen that literally didn't have the cameras in focus for some of the scenes. I would not recommend it, but it is technically a movie. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, I get you. I guess it is a movie, so <laughs> technically, you're right. You're, you're right, Sean. <laughs> it is a film, so uh, there's that. That's it for me, Sean. Yeah, I don't know about that one, man. Monica, who do you think would win in a fight between Dracula and Otis Driftwood? Uh, my main man, Otis Driftwood. Otis Driftwood. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so, Dracula. <laughs> Okay, how about... Luke Evans-style Dracula. Which I, I thought you would go flank Frank Langella. I almost called him Flank. flank. Well, that's somebody to sleep with. All right. <laughs> you dirty disco lady. <laughs> so is Otis. It's true. <laughs> how about uh, the Deadites versus the Jungle Cannibals? Oh, the Deadites. Girl. Really? You betcha. <laughs> it's going to be a couple blowouts. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Thanks for uh, writing in there, Sean. we got a couple voicemails here. Now we will go down to funky, cranky Alabama with the uh, Necronomicon of people that call into the podcast. Here comes Alan. Alan Chacha! Padded Room, what's up? This is Tallahassee of people that call into your podcast. All right. Hope everybody's doing good. Hope everybody's the band's back together this week. So far, so good. So, does Texas Chainsaw Massacre hold up? 
I think it does. Like I said, I it's agree. my favorite horror movie. And the reason is, is it could happen. Mm-hmm. There is nothing, like, supernatural about it. There's nothing too, to me, unbelievable about it. And there's this level of insanity to that movie, like the dinners and the screaming and all this. It was, the first time I saw it, I didn't like it. But I was, like, 12 or 13, and I was expecting this absolute gore fest. And it's not. It works on, like, mood and atmosphere. You know, you talked about the the, the you know, I mean, that's a movie you can almost smell it when you watch it. <laughs> it's um, true. Mm-hmm. It's just the, that level of insanity and the fact, like I said, that it very well could happen. <laughs> I mean, the way it's shot, the griminess, it, it feels like you're almost watching something that did. Oh. Angie Pete, I guess. Oh, no, it's not. It's my phone. God damn it. It happened. Uh, like, you know, documentary footage or something. I love that movie. I feel like it definitely holds up. Uh, and let's see, Terror Dome. I'm going to go with Dracula and the Deadites. Uh, that's all I got. Y'all have a good one. Bye. Bye-bye. Beautiful. Thanks, Alan. Thanks for calling in, Alan. Two more for the Drac. Thank you very much, sir. Let's get down to beautiful Southern California with Monica's pod boyfriend, Mr. Tom Hardy. Woo, hey, Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. Hey-yo. Hey-yo. Padded room. How's my favorite degenerate this week? Not too bad, sir. Y'all yeah. doing well. Hope everyone is there. Yeah. Anyway, uh, been, uh, been kind of behind on catching up with the padded room. No and, worries. Uh, been all caught up now, so I just wanted to just throw out a couple of notes on some uh, previous episodes. Okay. Uh, I believe it was about two weeks ago. You know, I'm always complimenting Darian on his uh, voice acting talents there. <laughs> he did the entire episode like he was like Christopher Nolan's Batman. By the end of the episode, you're really nailing it, man. I don't, I don't know exactly why you decided to make that choice, but yeah, it was phenomenal. Well done, sir. Thank you very and much. And the other thing I noticed uh, during that uh, episode, I'm going to try to remember your exact words here because I want to quote proper. Okay. Is you're like, uh, oh, yeah, and then the dogs are coming, and they're like, rrr, rrr, rrr. And I was like, whoa, now he's gone interspecies with his voice. <laughs> Hats off, sir. Anyway, it took some uh, work. to the Terror Dome. Um, you know, you got Dracula and Otis Driftwood. And I'm really hoping the inmates come through with me on this one here. And, you know, everybody goes with Otis Driftwood. If you, uh... <laughs> ah, shit. Sorry. Bear with me. But to make you write that bullshit. Oh, thanks. But, uh, in reality, you know, I got to go with Dracula. boy. And uh, same on the, um, the Deadites and the uh, Jungle Cannibals. You know, I can't. Can't figure a scenario where the uh, jungle cannibals can come out on top. So uh, give me Dracula. Got give it. me the Deadite. Okay. Uh, hope all is well with you. Love you like family. Bye now. Bye-bye. Love you too, Tom Hardy. Thanks, Tom Hardy. You're beautiful man. What did you guys think of the movie? <laughs> <laughs> That's a Batman reference, Monica. He's this guy, he like fights crime and he's got like a cool I car. know, that's not what Christian Bale sounded like. Uh, it pretty much is. For, for, throughout the, the, the Batman movies, that's pretty much how he... Am I wrong, buddy? 
close. I'm pretty close. I've been working on my Christopher Nolan Batman. Well, when you're hot, you can do no wrong. Welcome <laughs> to the padded room. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, for Christ's sakes. Let's take a look in the junk folder, see if anybody else bothered to write in. Looks like that's all we got on the email, you maniacs. Just confirming what I already knew, nobody else is listening anymore. <laughs> all right. <laughs> for those who are listening, well, we'll be back next for week. For <laughs> Sean, Allen, and Tom Hardy, thank you guys very much. And uh, we'll, we'll just make this the Sean, Allen, and Tom Hardy show from now on. <laughs> that's right. You guys ready to get into a goddamn movie? Yeah, let's do this. Let's do it. Thirteen years ago, audiences across America were horrified by the savagery of a faceless killer. In the wake of this bizarre rampage, he vanished. Now, after more than a decade of silence, he has come out of hiding Chainsaw Massacre 2. The Buzz is back. Directed by Toby Hooper. That's right, inmates. We are talking about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. This one got 5.6 stars on IMDb. Directed by Toby Hooper. Written by L.M. Kit Carson. It, of course, stars Dennis Hopper, Caroline Williams, and the Bill Mosley. Yeah. His... His breakthrough role as Chop Top. Oh, definitely. The wackadoodle Sawyer that we've come to know and love. Mm-hmm. Probably the wa- probably the wackiest of the Saw- Sawyer clan. Yeah. At least the most fun, oh, I definitely. think. I, he looked like he was having a great time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this one is going to pick up 13 years after the events of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, we're still in Texas. Um, we've got some funny things going on here. Now, we're going to start off with a, a radio station and a couple of fuckheads driving around Texas, drinking and driving, and uh, fully armed with weapons and shooting at random shit along along the, the freeway there. I thought that was you two. It was. It was. <laughs> That's Buzz. I'm Rick the Prick. I left my glasses in the other... <laughs> if you didn't, oh, if you didn't know these guys were dickweeds, you know, you know that they're entitled fuckfaces because one of them is wearing a blue blazer, and in 1986, that means a uh, rich guy and a bit of a cock. Also, standard fare for 80s, especially in the teen movie department, which is kind of where we're at. This is a very uh, heavy metal movie. I feel like. Like, yeah. the soundtrack was very rock and roll. Yes. A lot of the uh, movie takes place in a radio station, which That's is very... probably why it's my favorite. Probably. Would you, would you say this one's your favorite movie? This is my favorite out of all the Texas... What, would you like this one better, or do you like um, Return of the Living Dead better? Because... <gasps> Well, you can't compare. I feel two. like well, they're very no, similar, no, though. No, that's a zombie <laughs> movie. This is a killing movie. Cannibal. <laughs> We've had this conversation before. <laughs> Sorry, Monica's uh, microphone was not on as usual. <laughs> because this one is really yours. You see what I'm dealing with here? 
Yeah, I know it's mine. That's yeah, why this is Darian's We microphone. all turn our microphones <laughs> off before we start the show, and then we go and we hang out for a second, and then we come back, and we usually turn our microphones back on. <laughs> Most of us do, anyway. There are some problem children in the room. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, my, see, I've got some editing to do tonight. Hey, Tom's in the house. Hey, Tom. Hi, Dennis Tom. Hopper brings the Oscar-nominated class to a chainsaw mask. You're exactly right. Uh, Tom, and it's funny you bring that up because I read in the trivia that this was Dennis Hopper believed that this was the worst film he had ever made until that Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> I don't think this one's that bad. I do think that the Super Mario Brothers movie is bad. Yeah, I haven't seen that. One. You don't need to oh, see okay. that at all unless you. Uh, Want to are feeling sorry for yourself, and you want to feel slightly better. I guess oh, I don't know. Okay, I, don't, I guess I'll go home and watch it tonight. Don't no, I'm just kidding. Do we need to have a talk? <laughs> you need a hug. Yeah. <laughs> what can we do, Monica? What can we do for you? Jeez. What? Ah. All right. Anyway, so we're gonna start off in rural Texas. Alan's in the house. What's up, Alan? Hey, Alan. Hi, Alan. We're in rural Texas. We've got these two fuckheads driving on the freeway, drinking and driving, and shooting random signs. Mm-hmm. They call into their local radio station, K Okla, <laughs> Red River Rock and Roll, with uh, the DJ Stretch. I've got. Let me tell you something. I've got a replica mug from K Okla, and it says Stretch on it. Oh, cool. Like a coffee mug. It's oh, dope. Wow. I should have brought it in here. I don't know yeah. why I didn't think of that. But uh, I'll post a picture of it on the Padded Room recreational page, recreational inmate area page. Very nice. She likes bad boys. Yes, she does. Yes, yes she does. <laughs> By bad boys, we mean scumbags and losers. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Guys that uh, can't uh, remain gainfully employed, Tom, is what we're getting at. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Enough about that. Uh, so they're, they're, these guys are a couple of fuck faces, and they call in. And I don't know if this is a real thing or not, but for the the context of this movie, if you call into a radio station, uh, they are unable to hang up on you. You have to hang up the phone. Yeah, that I, was really weird. I don't know if this. I don't think that is true. Is it really? Yeah, back in the day, if you didn't hang up and the person like left their phone not hung up, then you couldn't ever dial out till they actually hung up. Wow. Yeah. But you would think at a radio station they would have some way. Yeah, you would think they have to multiple do that. phone lines. Yeah. They kept like unplugging like everything. Yeah, ripping yeah. things out of the fucking. <laughs> it's not working. Oh, Jesus. So we're going to now cut to the radio station. Mm-hmm. We're going to meet Stretch, the DJ, played by Caroline Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, fairly attractive young lady. Um, her audio engineer, a guy by the name of LG, who is just a straight up rube and a hillbilly, oh, yes. spits mm-hmm. a lot. A lot of. <laughs> For no, and like on the floor mm-hmm. of the, the radio station, which is disgusting and rude. Mm-hmm. And you would think would raise like some OSHA violation or some kind of a health code thing. <laughs> you would think like if he worked there more than a year, every time you walk in there, you're going to like have to wade through a mm-hmm. sea of loogies to get to your workstation. Mm-hmm. Fuck that guy, man. That's gross. Go outside and do that shit. Anyway, uh, these guys are pricks. They call and harass uh, Stretch, and they refuse to hang up the phone. And they're doing a lot of cackling, which is something teenagers did a lot in mm. 80s horror movies. I miss that. I miss the cackle. Yeah. You know? This is Rick the Prick. <laughs> and he had some cool party glasses on, too, mm-hmm. which I think <laughs> lent a little bit to the character. 
while they're on the phone with Stretch, they decide they're going to play chicken with some kind of a just a regular farm truck that's coming down the road. Mm-hmm. So they do that, and they basically force this poor schmuck off the road. Uh, and they're they're hooting and hollering and shooting at road signs, and that's about the end of that. Now we're going to cut to four or five hours later. Apparently, these guys are on their way to a big party at Texas A&M, which I would understand to be a party school. Uh, They're pretty psyched for that, and they're half drunk and running out of ammunition. So they decide to call Stretch back. Now it's nighttime. Uh, Stretch is like, oh, God, these fucking turds again. All right, jackass, hang up the phone. Uh, But they keep her on the phone as they're crossing this bridge. The farm truck that they ran off the road earlier is back, and he's now obstructing their way across the bridge. Mm -hmm. So they have to slam on the brakes. Uh, the farm truck kind of wheels into their lane for a second, mm-hmm. and Buzz, the driver, is like, Get out of the road, pig fucker! <laughs> and then uh, eventually the truck backs up, but throws it in reverse, and is now like peeling backwards across the bridge with these two turds. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty intimidating, because this guy's, pl- you know, I mean, these kids are assholes to begin with, mm-hmm. with their fucking drunk ass road games. But this this is a little intimidating. So uh, the the bed of the truck is like right next to the driver's side door of the, the Beamer that Buzz and Rick the Prick are driving. Mm-hmm. Uh, out from the bed pops uh, what appears to be a dead body. <laughs> yeah. And it's like dancing. And you can see there's somebody like behind it manipulating it. Um, and they're like, what the fuck is that shit? So they're like <laughs> punching the gas trying to get away from this guy. Did anybody catch the license plate on the BMW? No. This is how classy these two jack-offs are. F-A-H space Q. Oh, wow. <laughs> fuck you is, oh, what that, is what that says. Okay. Very classy. I don't think you could actually get away with that license plate. But it's it's a cute little touch. Uh, for Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Uh, anyway, so now they're like kind of in a race. One of them's going backwards, though, across this bridge, which apparently is now about six and a half miles long because yeah, right? this bridge just goes and goes and goes. Um, dead body is like up in the bed of the truck, like, you know, doing a little jig and stuff. Eventually, the dead body pulls out a chainsaw. Oof. And we're going to notice immediately by this dead body's dance moves that this is clearly Leatherface somehow manipulating this dead guy because mm-hmm. he does the Leatherface dance pretty uh, pretty, pretty accurately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is when Rick the Prick freaks out and starts shooting at the dead guy. Eventually, one of the bullets like grazes the face and knocks the face of the dead guy out, and then we get to see Leatherface in 1986. Mm-hmm. Uh, is actually, he's got like a weird... It's like a, it's almost like one of when you do uh, skydiving and you have to strap yourself. You have to strap yourself to. You have basically have to get butt butt fucked by the guy that is jumping with you. That's what he's got going on with this dead body. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So once the face the face is like moved to the side, then we see Leatherface and he's like moving the dead guy's arms and legs and the chainsaw and all that. Uh, needless to say, he starts sawing into the BMW. Uh, they keep shooting at him, and eventually they get away from uh, the truck. Uh, unfortunately, before they do, though, Buzz gets like a, a nice, cute little bisection of his head mm-hmm. gone. But he's still driving, and he's like, and there's blood going everywhere. And Rick the Prick is like, and of course the car careens off the road. Probably does a couple cartwheels and then smashes, and that's the end of these two fuckheads. 
all on the air. All on the air Thanks with uh, 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 stretch, uh, stretch, right, and uh, LG. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what the hell was that, darling? And she's like, I don't know. Hang up. Hang up, you assholes. Hang up. Hang up. Hang up. Um, so that sucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's fine. I didn't like those guys. No. no. I'm sure they were a lot of fun, but they seem like entitled fucktards to me, so... Yeah. I'm I'm kind of glad they're dead, and I'm sorry if that offended anybody. Scarlet's in the house. What's up, Scarlet? Hey, Scarlet. Hi, Scarlet. So uh, from there, we're going to cut to the next day. We're going to cut to the uh, actual wreckage of the car accident there, which is like mm. all twisted metal under a bridge, and we've got a mysterious cowboy walking around surveying the uh, mm. the the carnage there. It's Dennis Hopper, and he's like, "Oh, I tell you what, these kids they didn't even do what the," and then here comes the regular cops. Now, something. All right. So here's one of the problems I have with this movie. Uh, when the regular cops show up, they're like, "Hey, it's Lieutenant Enright," and he's like, "Yeah, I'm here. I'm investigating a thing." Apparently, so Lieutenant Enright is played by Dennis Hopper. Apparently, he is some kind of a cop. I don't know what kind or <laughs> how exa- What like he don't, he never flashes a badge or uh, shows any kind of credentials. But he's referred to as Lieutenant Enright, and he's respected by the local uh, Rube Police Department, which is great. Uh, but they're like, okay, he's hunting the, the chainsaw killers, so we just need to let him do his thing. Are you sure it wasn't Lieutenant Dan? I'm sure it was not Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> Lieutenant I, 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 had, I, had some, I did some research, and I came to read that that is not in fact. There, I could see it's, that could be confusing to some. It is not in fact Lieutenant Dan. But Lieutenant Enright's there. He's like, I tell you what, this is the chainsaw killers. And like the little local cop is like, no, all you got here is a couple kids out drinking, driving, got themselves in a car accident, being wild. And Enright's like, oh, one of those boys so wild he done sawed his own head off. The the emphasis on the Texas accent in this movie is mind-boggling. So, like, even people that don't even really need the Texas accent have it, and they use the fuck out of it. So, there's that. Including Dennis Hopper, who really lays it on thick. So, now we're going to cut to, um, I don't know, maybe a day or two later, um... Enright has like sequestered himself in a in a party hotel, and it was was it just me or did this hotel look a lot like the hotel from uh, Nightbreed? Big party, lots of drinking, lots of uh, drunk rednecks running around, things like that. Nobody mm-hmm. else got that vibe. Mm-hmm. There's actually quite a few similarities between this movie and Nightbreed, but we'll get more into that in a second. Hmm. Uh, actually, this one came out before Nightbreed, so we can't really blame that on anybody. <laughs> I think we can close that window now. Yeah. I told you bugs were going to get in. Anybody listen to me? No. Anyway, uh, so that's cool. And apparently since Enright has been in town, there's been a newspaper article about him. And uh, Lieutenant Enright is a former Texas Ranger. Rangers have huge and expanded powers throughout Texas. Oh, well, that makes sense, Tom. Thanks for clearing that up. So I guess he doesn't need a badge or a gun which would come in quite a bit handy later on in the film. Right. I mean, if you're hunting a guy with a chainsaw, I'm going to bring a Glock, not another chainsaw. But we'll get to that in a second. (laughs) All right, anyway. Yeah, I mean, bring as many chainsaws as you want. I'm going to stick with the hunting rifle. (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
So that's fun. Uh, the next day, he's in his, his party hotel getting hammered by himself. Who's Yosemite uh, Sam? I don't know. Oh, okay. Oh, he's a, oh, he's a cartoon character. character. Oh, Yosemite Sam. Yeah. The little guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. with the big the okay. red mustache. What, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Parole officer. Anyway, uh, he's there getting hammered by himself. Now, Stretch read the newspaper article, and she got the bright idea to track him down and bring him the tape of the chainsaw killings of the two fuckheads from the night before. So she does just that, shows up at his hotel. He's hammered, and uh, I think he was contemplating suicide when she showed up because <laughs> it, he, he, it did not look good for Enright at that point in the film. He show, she shows up. He's got, like, big heavy bags under his eyes. Bunch of empty whiskey bottles in his room. He comes to the door in his underwear, and he's like, "Yeah, what do you want? And he's like, she's like, I got a tape of your chainsaw killers. And he's like, you're going to get in my way. Don't you get in my way. And she's like, I got evidence right here. He's like, you get out of here right now. And she's like, God damn it. And then she, he basically kicks her out. Uh, she goes downstairs where LG is waiting, and he has built her a cabin made out of French fries. Yeah, yeah. Now, there are... All right. That's some serious talent there. All right. Well, let me let me let me wax poetic here for a second. <laughs> Uh-oh. Now, there are a lot of ways to tell a young lady that you're interested in her, okay? Some guys do flowers, some guys ask chicks out on a date, uh, some guys like to leave anonymous love letters. But ladies, if a gentleman pr- provides you with a log cabin made of french fries, Dale. I demand you <laughs> I demand that you suck his dick on the spot. Because that is a lot of work, and those French fries should be have been eaten long before you get there. French, would make her a cabin out of French fries. Will you please <laughs> do it now. French fries is my favorite food, oh. so hell yeah. There it is. There it is. Nothing says love like a I, cabin made out of French fries. That's right. Go cook me up some French fries. I will do that. <laughs> and jerk that ketchup all over Just it. give a nice drizzle of ketchup. God damn it. She's like, God damn it, LG, he didn't listen to me. And he's like, oh, come on, darling, I made you a little fry cabin here. And she's like, oh, LG, I love you. And then that's pretty much the end of that. Mm-hmm. Now we cut to uh, Enright, back to Enright. Apparently he's gotten the, he's sobered up a bit and he has come to a few conclusions. So what he needs to do is go get himself some chainsaws. So he goes to the local chainsaw shop. Uh, which literally sells nothing but chainsaws and uh, lays, what, I think about 900 bucks down on their log table. Mm -hmm. And then he just like, all right, okay. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. Okay, first of all, he walks into the chainsaw shop and interrupts a phone conversation between the owner and what I believe to be the owner's friend's wife. And I believe if you're really paying attention to this phone conversation, I believe the wife caught the friend cheating on her. And now she was ready to come to the chainsaw owner guy's house and have sex with him <laughs> to get back. Because first first he's like, no, he ain't here. He ain't here. I said he ain't here. He on the road. I don't know where he is. I ain't lying. He ain't here. And then the conversation takes another turn. He's like, no, don't you come over here. Don't you come on. I've been trying to do business, and I ain't, you're talking about pleasure, and pleasure is not my business. She, whoever was on that phone wanted to go over there, probably present him with a cabin made out of French fries, and then suck his dick. This whole, this, I'm telling you, this movie is about 13 minutes away from being a full-on porno. Anyway, 
Very strange. Uh, lefty pay, we're going to meet and come to know this guy as Lefty. Mm-hmm. Lieutenant uh, mm-hmm. Enright shows up, lays about 900 bucks down on the table, mm-hmm. and then starts just basically mm-hmm. picking out some, some chainsaws. Chainsaws are us where a kid can be a kid and get a chainsaw. You're exactly right, yeah. Tom. <laughs> chainsaws are us. I like to think that they had a uh, animatronic uh, giraffe for selling chainsaws also anyway buy nine get the tenth one for just one penny now if you own a chainsaw emporium Uh or a chainsaw and somebody comes in and they're like i'm interested in buying a chainsaw but instead of like asking about horsepower and things like that instead they pick it up and start like fencing with it like doing lightsaber moves with the chainsaw You should probably think about not selling that guy the chainsaw, even if he did lay $900 down on the tree stump that is in your establishment. I don't know what the fuck that thing was. Uh, Hey, Raven's in the house. What's up, Raven? Hey, Raven. Glad you made it, babe. We're talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, too. So he's like, Lefty just like walks out with these chainsaws, and the guy's like, don't you want to try them out? Make sure they work. Mm -hmm. So Lefty goes outside. He fires up the big chain. Now, he's got three chainsaws on him Mm -hmm. now. Like two little mini handheld ones and then one big one. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? What do you need that many chainsaws for? Are you going to do... You're gonna, saw on saw action. You're going to dual wield two handsaws? Is that what you're thinking you're going to do? That, no. That's got to be like probably at least two to three hundred pounds worth of chainsaws yeah, all put can. together oh, yeah. yeah that's too heavy lefty especially Ooh. dennis hopper he's like a hundred well so. apparently he's been doing some squats mm-hmm. at some point because you got to have the core strength if you're going to handle that much saw anyway um so he goes outside and he starts whacking away at this tree stump <laughs> like a baseball bat yeah he's doing like some weird spin moves on it and like <laughs> And the guy is up on the porch and he's like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on in Texas at the chainsaw shop? There is some, there is a cast of characters there. I think we could have done a sequel to this just on the chainsaw shop owner. Because what's up with that dude? Did he nail? I'm more interested if he's going to nail his friend's wife. We have a chainsaw store in Carson. Strictly chainsaws? I'm sure uh, they have something else there besides chainsaws. Yeah, I'm trying to think what This else doesn't they surprise have me there. about Carson City one <laughs> bit, to be honest with you. And I'm sure there's somebody in there as we speak doing fencing moves with the chainsaws. Yeah, we go in there. Of course you do. Oh, of course you do. Of course you do. <laughs> the parole yeah. officer has to get his chains sharpened. Uh, they all, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, so that's kind of weird. Uh, now we're going to cut to that night. Well, actually, we're going to cut back to the party hotel. Uh, there's actually a reason for Stretch and LG to be there. They're actually covering an event, the Great Western State Chili Cook-Off. Yay! Woo! I like chili. I'm a, I'm a big fan of chili. Um, so they're presenting the winner, and as soon as the guy steps up to claim his trophy, we're going to recognize him right off the spot. Oh, yeah. It's goddamn Drayton Sawyer. Uh, played by Jim Sydow from who will recognize from the first Chainsaw Massacre movie. Uh, he's dressed like a used car salesman. Mm-hmm. Gets up there, gets his trophy, and he uh, the last roundup. He basically is operating a food truck. So and it's called the last roundup. And the lady is like, it's no number one is Drayton Sawyer, the last roundup. And then she takes a bite of the chili and she pulls a fingernail out of her teeth. And Drayton's like, ah, it's one of them uh, hard shell peppercorns there. That's how we get our unique flavor. <laughs> and she's like, mmm, tasty. 
So now we know what the Sawyers have been up to since we left off. That's pretty gnarly. Winner second year in a row. Yeah. Now we're going to cut back to the radio station. Uh, Stretch is on her way to work. She gets there. Lefty, Lieutenant Enright, is sitting on the steps waiting for her. And she's like, well, what are you doing here? I thought you didn't want nothing to do with me. And he's like, I need your help, girl. I want you to play that tape. I want you to play it every hour on the hour until somebody hears it. And maybe then people will start taking me seriously. I don't think that the FCC is going to let that shit fly. Because there was a lot of motherfuckers and fuck off and pig fuckers and all kind of... The language was very colorful on the murder tape. Mm -hmm. Not to mention the sounds of screaming and twisted metal and chainsawing. So, and it's like an eight-minute clip, too, man. They yeah. uh, And she plays it every hour on the hour for the duration of uh, her, her <laughs> for as long as she's on the air that night. See, they sell chainsaw, lawnmowers, weed whackers, and blowers. Okay, so it's like a lawn equipment place. Yeah, it's not okay. strictly chainsaws. That's not as bad. Yeah. I mean... They could all kill you. I could see it like if we lived like in, like in the Oregon forest. Mm-hmm. I could see a chainsaw shop there. Even in Texas, it seems out of place because how many trees are there in Texas? I mean, I'm sure there's some, but not yeah. in this part, not in where we're at here. There's only psycho killers and wackadoodle cops or rangers or whatever. Anyway, uh, so that's pretty gnarly. He's got mm-hmm. his, his chainsaws, and now he's got Stretch set up to play the goddamn tape every hour on the hour. So she starts doing just that. Uh, we cut to Drayton Sawyer driving his food truck food truck home or wherever he's going he gets a phone call from somebody and we get we we get the exact same drayton sawyer that we saw in uh the original texas chainsaw massacre you goddamn kids i told you not to do anything what what the radio what i'm not listening to okay what stage you goddamn kids and you goddamn i told you not to he's a fuck he's like he's like uh (laughs) the worst like the the neighbor that always yelled at you as a kid, oh. that's Drayton Sawyer oh, yeah. right there to a T. Hey, Connor's in the house. What's up, Connor? Hey, Connor. Hi, Connor. So that's where we're picking up pretty much with the Sawyers. They're up to the same fucking antics, except now they're putting people in chili and selling it out of a fucking food truck, man, <laughs> and winning awards. Mm-hmm. I think people are actually delicious, and we should probably – I mean, if they're winning chili cook-offs with people, so – you need to position your camera higher so I can see you guys, but mainly for the beautiful Miss Monica. Oh, oh Magnus! Rock star. Woo. You should present him with a fry uh, uh, log cabin made out of French fries. Nez, I'll get on that. You earned yourself a log cabin made out of French fries, sir. <laughs> So, that's pretty gnarly. Okay, so she's playing it. Everything's going good. Nothing happens that whole night while she's on the air. She signs off. LG goes home. She's, like, locking up the radio station. She goes outside, and there's somebody sitting in the uh, the waiting room. Mm-hmm. Not just somebody, but fucking Chop Top. <laughs> Bill Mosley is in the house as Chop Top. And he's like, <laughs> he's basically Beavis, right? Beavis oh, and Butthead. God, he's oh, wow. better than Music Beavis. is my life. Yeah, I'm here to buy some ad advertising time on your radio station. And she's like, it's 12 o'clock at night. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Hey, uh, I'm a big fan. And basically, he just gets really like <laughs> awkward and creepy with her. And he's like, can I have a tour of the radio station? And she basically gives him a tour of a desk, like showing him all the stuff that's on a desk. 
And then she's like, okay, there's the exit sign. You got to go. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. She's like, okay, good night. And he's like, okay, night. He's like, oh, what's that over here? Is it the record vault? I'm paraphrasing this because this scene goes on for about 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's very awkward and uncomfortable and kind of tense. But uh, eventually they turn the light on in the record vault and Leatherface comes running out of there at full speed with a chainsaw. Yeah, he had to ruin it. But he ruin what? There was a moment there. Well, do you think they were falling in love, chop top and stretch? <laughs> You're out of your fucking mind. See, oh, all right. I love him. He's crazy. He's, he's so awesome. He's batshit. You like him better as Chop Top or as Otis Driftwood? No, as Chop, Chop Top. Chop Top? Yes. He's not. He, Otis is dangerous. I don't feel like Chop I mean, Chop Top is dangerous, but he seems like. No, I have a better chance of getting killed by Otis. Way better. <laughs> way better. I feel like you could talk your way away from Chop Top. Yeah. You could, yeah, you could be like, yeah. what's that over there? And then run, and then he'll just go on dancing with a corpse, and then that'll be, that'll be that. But uh, here's another correlation that I, that I struck upon between this movie and Nightbreed. Uh, I think that Narcisse from Nightbreed and Chop Top are pretty much the same guy. Uh, they both have fucked up faces and heads. Uh, they both like to dance with dead bodies. They both live in weird underground dungeon-esque necropolis type of situations. I think, really, they're both a lot of fun, really. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. They're pretty yeah. much the same guy, I think. I think maybe Clive Barker stole a little bit from uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. I mean, there's future similarities that we're going to get to here in a minute. So anyway, that's fun. Uh, it gets really weird. Uh, Leatherface like accidentally clips Chop Top as he's coming out of the door, and we the Sonny Bono wig comes off, and <laughs> what we see underneath is like a full metal plate. Now, as I mentioned last week, I was under the impression that Chop Top was actually the hitchhiker from Texas Chainsaw Massacre One. That's what I thought too for years. Me too. That is actually not true, though. The hitchhiker is actually the dead body that they're dancing around with throughout the entire movie. Huh. We know that for a fact because later on in the movie, uh, Drayton Sawyer's going to be like, come here, nubbins, and then he grabs the dead guy and pulls him under the table. Nubbins, who we came to know in the Leatherface mm-hmm. prequel, was actually the hitchhiker, and we know that because he had that huge birthmark that went up and down uh, his face. So, uh, we're getting deeper into the Sawyer lore and the family mm, tree and stuff. interesting. We're putting things together and making mm-hmm. things happen. Uh, so, that's pretty gnarly. Uh, what we get here is like a, a weird cat and mouse game where Stretch runs up into what appears to be a, like a freezer type of a thing. I don't know why they would have a freezer at a radio station, but it's got a big heavy metal door. She goes in there and locks herself in. Uh, while that's going on, Chop Top is just like making it rain records in the record vault. Um, and Leatherface is like trying to get into there. Once he gets in there, which he does by cutting through the drywall. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it's not really a freezer because a freezer would be an enclosed place. I don't know what that fucking room was. I don't know. They had a, like a bunch of cases of beer in there and stuff. It could have been a freezer, but he comes through the drywall. Uh, and this is where things get really wacky because, um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't want to see a sex scene involving Leatherface or anything close to a sex scene involving Leatherface, but we're about to get one here in a oh, kind of yeah. kind of a weird way. Uh, so Stretch is like trying to talk her way around. She's like, "Are you mad at me?" And Leatherface just keeps jumping up and down with the chainsaw, and then she's like, "How mad at me are you?" 
<laughs> like on a scale of one to ten, are we talking? But it gets him to like calm down for a second. And he's got, hey, Tony's in the house. What's up, Tony? Hey, Tony. Hi, Tony. It was a prize vault. You're, you're, you're exactly right, Tom. That makes more sense. Although whenever they say a prize vault, I never pictured it as an actual vault. I always thought it was just like a corner closet in a radio station. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, so Leatherface takes the, the, the chainsaw blade and he starts like rubbing it up and down the inside of her thigh. And she's like, uh, are you, are, are, what, did, what did she say? Are you good? How good are you? Now, what the fuck are we talking about here, kids? Are we talking about having sex with Leatherface? Because... Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. She's trying to talk her way out of this, but let's not get pornographic here. And she's got Daisy Dukes on. Mm-hmm. You can pretty much see her tonsils through those things. It's it, <laughs> and she's like all sweaty and stuff. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and make a uh, an assessment here and say Leatherface came in his pants, right? Yeah. Because he's yeah. like, <laughs> and then I think he got all embarrassed afterward, as he should, because that was. I don't know if he had the saw up against his dick and the vibrate. I don't know. I don't know where he went with that. But it appeared for all intents and purposes that he blew a load. And then he got all nervous and ran out of there. Uh, and then he told uh, Chop Top that he killed her like in a weird leather face kind of nod your head kind of way. But while all that was going on, LG came back. And uh, he was like giving um, Chop Top a hard time. So we kind of got a call back here to the original Chainsaw Massacre where Chop uh, Chop Top hits LG in the head with a hammer, and he does like the kicking chicken with his legs for a minute, and then they drag him off because he's prize mm-hmm. meat. Mm-hmm. He's a big fat hillbilly. They're gonna get. They're gonna be able to feed, you know, a couple of little league teams with that guy. Yeah. So they drag him off, throw him in the back of the truck. Stretch comes out, and she's like, "I can't let him get away." Lefty, where are you, Lefty? Uh, she hops in her jeep and follows these fucking guys mm-hmm. back to their lair which is an abandoned, I'm going to say, amusement park mm-hmm. or possibly a miniature golf course. I don't know what it was. It was Texas Battleland. I'm going to say amusement, amusement park. park some yeah. Maybe a museum. I don't know what the fuck it was. But uh, it's abandoned, and it has been uh, Sawyer, Troy? Sawyer-fied. Troy's in the house. What's There's up, Troy? Troy? It has been full-on mm-hmm. Sawyer-fied. Excuse me. With, like, all the, the same shit we saw in the first movie. You got, like, the weird skeleton mobile things and the wind chimes and they're real artsy craftsy type of dudes with the dead stuff yeah they are mm-hmm. which is you know yeah i imagine that place smells real bad uh, i would think so you know mm-hmm. just with all the rotten crap so um <laughs> about this time uh she she decides she's gonna like try to infiltrate texas Battleland and get I don't know. I don't know what she's hoping to achieve with that. But she was going to follow them in there, into their lair, and try to figure out what's going on. Uh, she gets about halfway in, and then another car pulls up and starts chasing her. It's a Volvo. I don't see uh, the Sawyers driving a Volvo, <laughs> but I don't really see Lefty Enright uh, driving a Volvo either. Mm-hmm. N- needless to say, it is Lefty. He gets out, and he's like, stretch! And she's like, Lefty! And then she finds the trap door. <laughs> Much like Midian, she plummets through uh, into the subterranean, into this weird, bizarro, necropolis, wonderland type of a place. Yeah. No, well, I guess there are technically monsters here, but not the weird ones like we had in Midian. Uh, anyway, she's down there. They, and Lefty tries to save her by grabbing a skeleton hand and like, hey, pull, pull up here, girl. 
There's no fucking way a skeleton hand is going to hold her. I think he thought it was a stick. Whoa. Because after he pulled it up, he's like, oh, shit. All right. (laughs) That makes more sense than actually using the skeleton hand. And needless to say, she falls all the way down and lands on her ass, gets knocked unconscious. Lefty goes back and gets his chainsaw Rambo-esque tool belt thing, and he's like, he he does like a quick little prayer, Lord, give me the strength to fight these demons and see what I fear. And then he does like a Mad Max charge, and he's like, and goes running right in there. Which is funny because the, the Mad Max charge only lasts until he gets inside. Then he's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. This is all lit up with Christmas lights and there's skeleton shit hanging all over the place. Feathers everywhere. Where the fuck are they getting all these chickens? I have no idea. It's, it's, it's pretty much like if you took the house from the ori- original Chainsaw Massacre but turned it into like a, like a, a gay nightclub or something because it is, it is bizarro now. And it's on a much bigger scale. They've got rugs, furniture, all kinds of cool shit. Uh, so uh, Stretch is unconscious. She has fallen down into some kind of a body shoot uh, disposal room or something like that. Lefty's walking around and he's like, Lord, I need to bring this place down. Bring it all down. And then he just starts sawing away at random support beams. Mm-hmm. Now I'm all for destroying this place, but you want to find a way to do it from the outside. Because if you're in there when you hit the wrong support beam, you're now trapped in there with the cannibal family and the demons and all that shit that you're so much afraid of. But in a weird move, he like finds a wall and kicks a hole in it and a bunch of human, well, I assume human guts come spewing out of there. Did he kick a hole in the guts closet? Cause that was that just where they kept all the, the guts. I think so. I would would assume so. That's the, that was the storage part. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Guts and entrails over there, brains and spinal cords over there. Uh, balls and dicks, uh, just throw those out. We don't need those. <laughs> I don't know why they would be holding on. But wouldn't they eventually dry out? You would think so. So yeah. did, did they put them all there that night? If they did, they must have went on some kind of a rampage or something. Like yeah. 35 dead guys in there. <laughs> all right, either way, uh, he's freaking out. Eventually, Stretch comes to, and she wakes up just as they're uh, – she wakes up like in the body – preparation room or whatever it is and there the leatherface comes in and he starts skinning uh lg mm-hmm. and stretch is doing her her best to keep quiet and oh good but eventually she kicks some shit over and leatherface finds her of course now here is where things get even weirder because stretch has to half-ass convince leatherface that she's his girlfriend or something and it works because as uh he's she's there talking to him Drayton and Chop Top come in, and Leatherface actually hides her from them. Mm-hmm. So that worked out pretty nicely. Um, once they leave, though, things get really weird because Leatherface like takes LG's face off and puts it on Stretch, and then takes his hat off and puts it on Stretch also, and then like starts dancing with Stretch. Mm-hmm. So, do, what's up with Leatherface? What do you mean? Is he gay? Why so. is he putting dudes' faces on hot chicks before he can, uh, you know, get romantic there? What's up with that? I think well, it's just, just because that's he how he is. Because at the beginning he had the dead body on him, so I think that's just what he. All right, yeah, to. I'll buy that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'd be different if you like cut off his wiener and then stuck it on her. Well, if if that <laughs> yeah. if we if we keep going with this scene, that just might end up where where we end up. 
Leatherface is a trisexual. He'll try to fuck anything. <laughs> You're probably right, Tony. I have uh, you get more evidence for that. Leatherface was necrobicurious, Tom says. I'm sure there's a subreddit for that somewhere, Tom. I wonder if he ever came before. Uh, he did in the radio station about 20 minutes ago, remember? Well, no, but before, before this that? movie, like, that's why he, like, liked her a little bit i'm gonna say a negative great and he's like oh maybe she can do this again i'm gonna i mean he uh <laughs> can we i don't i don't well, even want to think about to it produce more family one day well they would but they don't is the thing because i mean you don't see any youngins running around there do you it's just drayton chop top and bubba and I know, Nubbins but as for the minute. generations go on, we get more people, and it's like, where did they come from? I don't know. I don't <laughs> want. I don't want to think about Sawyer family sexual practices. It's going to gross me out. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a porno parody out there somewhere. Anyway, God. So that's what happens. But eventually, he has to leave there because Drayton's calling him. So he ties Stretch up in a weird way, like elbow to elbow, mm-hmm. but she still got the face and the hat on. And he, like, secures her to the wall. So she's got about 12 feet of, of running room there. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately for LG, he is not, in fact, dead. He wakes up, minus a face and a couple stretches of skin mm-hmm. that have been removed, like a flank is gone and part of his leg. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he, like, hawks 13 loogies before he sits up. Uh, and he's like, oh, girl. What happened to me? Don't be scared now. I'm going to cut you loose. And he gets up and he's like staggering around with this big butcher knife. And eventually he does cut her loose, which is great. I thought he was going to stab her in the back. Which would have been the funniest death in the Chainsaw Massacre franchise. If that did in fact happen. Oh, darling, I'm just going to stab you in the neck. Anyway, Anyway, he cuts her loose. And she manages to get out of there. Very cool. From there, we get another, like, weird cat and mouse game where she's, like, trying to avoid the uh, Sawyers. And they're, they don't know that she's – Drayton and, and um, Chop Top don't even know that she's there. Bubba does, but he thinks that she's still secured. Uh, while that's going on, um, Enride is upstairs. He has completely lost his shit and is just sawing away at anything and everything, mm-hmm. which is causing, like, massive tremors and shit to fall from the ceiling. This fucking place, man – it, it it basically is Midian, right? You have like a big chamber and then a bunch of weird pipe pipeways that like go mm-hmm. in and out of everywhere. And I don't know, dude. I don't know what's going on here. But uh, eventually they come to realize that there's somebody upstairs fucking with shit. So they go up there to try to find him and that gives Stretch a little room to move. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to cut back upstairs to Enright, who comes across... A oddly bisected skeleton in a wheelchair holding a flashlight. Mm-hmm. We just found Franklin, boys and girls. There he is. And he's still fucking annoying. Mm. Um, if he could complain, he probably would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, oh, Franklin, I'm sorry I wasn't there. We're going to find out that Enright was actually the uncle of the Hardesty kids, Sally and Franklin. So... That's probably why he's, you know, pushing so hard to find the chainsaw killers because he's the only one that actually believes Sally Hardesty's story. And uh, now he just found uh, the dead the dead Franklin skeleton there, which is nasty. So then he goes on about, you know, sawing everything down. Mm-hmm. 
eventually, saw or uh, Stretch gets gets caught, and she goes on a little chase. Leatherface chases her down. In a in a really cruel twist of fate, she's about to connect with Lefty, but then he saws the wrong uh, support beam and causes a tunnel collapse, which traps her with Leatherface and the Sawyers. They all catch up to her, and we get a very weird, um, I guess, ribbing, for lack of a better uh, phrase, where they're like, oh, Bubba, that's your girlfriend. Bubba's got a girlfriend. Bubba's got a girlfriend. And here comes Drayton. You want to know about the birds and the bees and the sex and the ladies? You just ask me anything, Bubba. S-C-E-X. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Education, not a priority for these guys, needless to say. Uh, And uh, I don't know, man. I think, like, the plan may have been to uh, capture uh, Stretch and maybe use her for reproduction or something. It sounds gross. It sounds like nothing I want to to be a part of or to witness. And she's like trying to like break up with Leatherface on the spot. She's like, it's just not working. We're too different. And he's like. So uh, they capture Stretch. They take her back to the big antechamber, knock her out. And then we kind of get another flashback to the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre where they're going to have Grandpa come down and kill her with a hammer. Um. Grandpa actually looks a lot better uh, than he did the last time we saw him. Yeah. He looks like he's gotten some sun, maybe a little exercise. Uh, still hasn't gotten out of that shabby suit or gotten a haircut. But other than that, I think uh, he could maybe set up a Tinder profile or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know somebody that's into old man porn. <laughs> she, she, he's way too old. So I'm going to swipe right on this guy. Look at him. I bet he knows how to swing a hammer. Hey, it's the Dino and Ted show. What's up, guys? I need to search up cannibal filth. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that's real. Oh. <laughs> there is a subreddit for everything. I'm telling you right now. Nasty. Uh, so that's pretty <laughs> That's pretty gnarly, but they do like a replay of what they did to Sally Hardesty. They make fun of her a lot, and uh, they're like, oh, Grandpa's going to come down and kill you. He's the best there ever was. Grandpa is 152 at this point, <laughs> and he's uh, he, he can like grip the hammer, but he's got nothing on it. So he just like basically keeps dropping it on her head. Uh, gets a good couple wax in. Uh, eventually, Drayton gets pissed off. He's like, oh, God damn it, Grandpa. He picks up the hammer and wax her. Uh, a good one. Uh, knocks her out even has her bent over the bucket the whole shit um they're about to go to work on the killing and raping and whatever the hell they were about to do to stretch when here comes lefty and he's singing christian hymnals in the tunnels and he jumps down and he's like boys 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 you never should have been doing this stuff and they're like god damn it so they all attack left well actually bubba leatherface attacks lefty they have themselves a nice little um chainsaw sword fight type of a thing somehow in the mix of this drayton gets a a chainsaw right right to the asshole and like hides under a table uh chop top takes off after stretch she actually regains consciousness and just starts running blindly through the tunnels Mm -hmm. so those two run off uh this part is pretty weird because we get a very die hard-esque uh chainsaw fight where they're on top of a table fighting each other with chainsaws underneath the table Drayton is having like this whole 
self-reflective monologue about the small businessman and you can't catch a fair break in this country with this government. And um, yeah. it gets very, very reflective. At one point, he's like, oh, he got me good right in the asshole. Well, I don't have to have my hemorrhoids look at. He saved me a trip to the doctor. <laughs> Ooh, look at the blood. Oh, that's a bad one. Ugh. <laughs> We're we're getting a lot of information from Drayton. I wonder if he talks to himself this much regularly. I don't know. Probably. Uh, Probably. Anyway, uh, eventually, and this is where I found out who the hitchhiker was, he grabs the dead guy and he's like, come here, nubbins. Nubbins was the hitchhiker from the original. And uh, he's like, you got that? Fuck you. Apparently, uh, these guys have grenades. Where the fuck they got grenades, I have no idea. But this dead body had a grenade on it the whole time. Pulls out a grenade, standard uh, pineapple bomb. Uh, just as that's happening, uh, Lefty actually gets the better of Leatherface and plunges the, the big chainsaw right into his stomach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it's never overtly stated that he killed Leatherface, but that's the le- last we're going to see of him for the movie. Um, hey, Tim's in the house. What's up, Tim? Hey, Hi, Tim. Tim. Talking about Leatherface, uh, Chainsaw Massacre 2 here, buddy. Um from there, he just pulls the pin on the grenade, and he's like, well, I'm not going to jail, and he blows himself up, and presumably Enright and Leatherface and the whole fucking uh, catacomb with him. Yeah. All right, whatever. From there, we're going to cut to the chase that's happening between Chop Top and Caroline as they're firing around this bizarro mu- amusement park. She finds, like, a weird ladder that goes up through a chute. Yeah, it's a big old exit sign. Yeah, that is kind of <laughs> ironic considering the whole EXIT situation we had earlier in the movie. Goes firing up the ladder. We find a weirdo chamber, like, almost volcanic-looking type of a thing on top of this papier-mâché mountain where we have uh, the dead body of Hi, Mike. Grandma, I guess. Mike's in the house. Hey, Mike. What's going on, Mike? Um... I don't want to say that this is Verna Sawyer because this dead body is gross. It's big and fat and looks miserable. And I guess she was half-ass alive in a weird way when they got up there. But when... uh, I think he called her grandma. I hope so. Yeah, I I thought it was grandpa's wife. Did did we see grandpa's wife in Leatherface, though? I don't think we did. So who is that lady? Mm -hmm. I want to know what happened to Verna Sawyer. That's who I'm interested in. I don't know. I like to think that this was not Verna Sawyer, because if it is, she really let herself go, man. <laughs> she ate a lot of people. <laughs> Fucking dude. <laughs> and apparently they weren't in very good shape either, whoever they were, because she has put on some pounds. Big fat dead body up there, uh, but it's holding a chainsaw. So uh, Stretch grabs a chainsaw, which I guess somehow kills Grandma. And uh, we get a pretty gnarly scene here where Chop Top is like slashing away at Stretch's back while she's trying to fire up the chainsaw. That's pretty cool. It was. Looked like it hurt a lot. Oh, yeah. Eventually, she gets it fired up and uh, takes a good a good slash at Chop Top. He goes barreling backwards out of the volcano thing and uh, down into the, the tunnel. And then uh, Stretch ends up doing the leather face dance on top of the volcano. Yeah. As if to say... I'm now a crazy broad. I'm going to start eating people because, I mean, why not, really, at this point, right? And that's pretty much the end of your movie. The Texas Chainsaw Dance. I love it. I love it. We need some choreography here. Yeah, right. Need some backup dancers and some, you know, put a beat behind that, Do you have would a you? Chainsaw? 
I do. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Let's get it's ele- it's it's electric though. Oh. It's a, it's not a real one. It's yeah, like a we can't do that. It's like the one from Murder Party where the guy had to keep unplugging <laughs> yeah. it and finding a new place to plug it in so he could chase <laughs> chase the guy. What'd you guys think of Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two? I liked it. I love oh, it. Yeah, this is my favorite one. Classic. Mm-hmm. I think you guys are going to be pleasantly surprised with uh, the third installment. Have you seen that one? Vigo Mortensen and Ken Foray. Oh yes, it's pretty good. It's pretty. Good. It's not bad. It doesn't. I. I don't think it really fits into the the franchise per se. Yeah, like. I don't know how it picks up after this one. I don't think it does. I think we are supposed to just assume that this, that's a new family with a new leather dude and a See? dead guy face. A new family. It could happen. <laughs> it could happen. No bionic legs in, in this one, though. That's not till later on. It's just me or is Stretch hot as fuck? I would agree with you, Tim, especially in the Daisy Dukes. Wait. She wasn't hot as fuck. She had awesome legs. She did. That scene yeah. where she's going up the stairs and you see her butt and her had legs. a nice keister on her, and too. I was like, damn, she's got a nice ass legs. She does. <laughs> she she was, was... Well, 1986. <laughs> what do you, what do you expect? She older, like, yeah. like an older chick. How old do you think she was? I'm late tw- mid, mid to late 20s? No, she looked like she was in her 30s. No. She, yeah. Good Maybe. body. You could, you could be right. But I don't her know. face. Butterface. Butterface. I'm all right with that. I don't know. It's okay with me. I know. That's all you guys need. (laughs) (laughs) I know, Tim. That's all you need. Oh, it's good times. But the light's out, though. (laughs) That's that mouth over here. Hey, now. I'm going to take a walk. I think these two two need a minute. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. Anyway, uh, that's pretty much. You guys like Chainsaw Massacre too? Mm-hmm. I felt like this one's more of a comedy than a than an actual horror movie. Yeah, there's some really ridiculous shit going on here. Uh, we didn't go over the part where he's in the radio station and he's like singeing his skin and going. Oh yeah, he, it with a hand. yeah, he's eating yeah. eating parts of his scalp with a coat hanger. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I get the itchies and the scratchies from time to time, and I'll have that. I'm not going to eat it, though. No? You know, you pop a blister, you're not going to eat. You're not going to eat the the disgusting blister skin. Yeah. Ugh. Now, ugh. Now, you know, now that you said that about the grandma, I feel like wasn't there a little clip from the first one? I'm going to have to rewatch it now. It's going to drive from me crazy. part in in this one. No, I don't think so. In part one. A, with, with what? Yeah, there was a, there was a grandma in there. Okay. Yeah, up in the attic. Yeah. But I, it was like it was another big fat lady. Yeah, you don't think it's the same. I don't want. I don't want it to it be. I don't want that to be Verna Sawyer. I That's want that to be. I thought it was. Didn't she really let herself go? Because she was mildly attractive in Leatherface. She was played by Lily Taylor, who was a reasonably attractive young lady. Mm-hmm. But she's not a big fat lady, and Well, we had this discussion before. The I know. Show. Yes, we did. People. You have too many kids, and then you gotta. You don't have time to eat right and stay. All right, that's a whole other thing. Thank. All right, we're gonna take us a little break, inmates. We'll come back with some other stuff. G'day, mate. Welcome to Australia, home of baby-eating dingoes, hundred different animals ready to kill you. Mick Taylor, Mick Dundee. And 20 other guys called Mick. Oh, and the dumbest bloke on planet Earth. I'm Ben, and I'm here to learn about horror films. But fear not, I've come to help this poor special needs kid as I make him sit down and watch some of the greatest 
and not-so-greatest horror films out there in our podcast, Horror for Dummies. Hooray! So join us every week on the Pattern Room Network as we talk about horror films old and new and listen to some favourite tracks while we spray some spiders. So the question stands, where the bloody hell are ya? So jump onto your kangaroo and hop on over to the Padded Room Network. Moon hangs around 
Igor, come back with that hack monster. My butt won't plug itself. you're enjoying the frights for today, perhaps you would enjoy some more frights that the Padded Room Network has in store for you. Well, if just by following the links below, you could find yourself in many worlds of horror, including Wicked Wednesdays with Alan and Shell Easterling, Horror for Dummies with Tim and Jaleesa Davis, who will survive with Paul Stevenson and Marco Pastos? The Resurrection of Zombie 7 Podcast with Ron Martin and Jessica Feeney. Dark History with Sarah Nowinski. Oh, and you cannot forget the Psych Ward with Darian and Mandy. There are so many frights for you that are just waiting a click away. Oh, uh, Igor, c- c- come closer with that cock monster. My, my anal juice is, uh, uh, they're purging too much. Uh, go watch the shows. Uh, I mean, listen to them. This is a podcast. You listen. You don't watch. Plug my ass, Igor. I'm making no sense. Laugh with me, Igor! Laugh with me! Hey, inmates. If you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back. Dude. Yeah. During the break, fucking hiccups came back. Yeah. I had to do a crap ton of push-ups to get away. Hey, at least they made it till after the They know, did. Feed. They were somewhat respectful. They're usually not. They <laughs> usually just say, fuck you, man. You're right. staying up all night with us. <laughs> so, Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I think we're we're okay. I did a bunch of push-ups, took some deep breaths, pounded, uh, did another shot of tequila. Took some deep breaths, huh? Yeah. I was thinking about hit, hitting up uh, my wife for for some extra therapeutic uh, hiccup relief. Hiccup relief. That's what I'm going to ask for from now on. Yeah. Uh, I just needed relief. And, as, you know, it's just kid stuff, really. So I gave him some relief. He had the hiccups, buddy. What was I supposed to do? Hmm. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, man. Are you guys ready to get into uh, the Terror Dome, as they say? Hell yeah. yeah. Good, because I am not. Okay. No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. I'm not going to hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. I'm going to bash them right the fuck in. I'll kill you all! I'll drive you crazy. I'll kill you all! I'll kill you all! I'll 
dear old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face, the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. To the Terradome. Let's take a look at last week's winners, shall we? In singles competition, we had Dracula versus Otis, 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 Driftwood. The one posing as Elizabeth's brother was daft but reckless, somewhat of a killer amongst his own kind, but powerless against the centuries of darkness that Vlad brought. Otis bled out quickly as Baby and the Count walked off across the Texas night sky. With a vote of 11-0, to zero, Dracula wins over Otis Driftwood. Wow. Zero. Zero. Did anybody... I mean, Tom Hardy, he didn't even really make an argument. He just kind of wanted me to have to write that. So, sorry. I mean... I would have done it. It would it would have been just as dumb as what I just read you. So I'm sorry for that. <laughs> but there you have it. Uh, and another blowout coming in the teams competition. In teams competition, we had the Deadites versus the Jungle Cannibals. The evil spread quickly. The Uluwatu tribe fell one by one, starting with the elders and working its way down to the women and children. Those that weren't possessed were killed quickly by those who were. <laughs> With another vote of 11-0, to zero, the Deadites advance over the Jungle Cannibals. <gasps> I can't believe that. Shocking. You know, there's <laughs> almost an argument to be made for the Jungle Cannibals. If What's you, that? Uh, like, weird poisonous darts? Well, I guess that probably wouldn't work if they're already dead. Right? Yeah. <gasps> yeah, no. No, you're right. Yeah, you can't kill what's already dead. You're right. Dead. That's the fucking problem right there, man. And that's uh, that's I think that's why a lot of uh like, you know, mortal type of villains don't go very far in the terror dome. But whatever. The only the only thing would be to, like trap them and maybe they could like exercise them somehow. Does that make sense? I don't know. I don't see that really no. happening. All right, then never mind. Let's take a look at this week's matchup, shall we? You sons of bitches. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are in the singles division Inferno Conference round eight. As usual, inmates, bear with me. I'm not very good at writing things. Having escaped his Washington, D.C. secure housing unit, Dr. Lecter had no choice but to flee. He needed to blend in to find a population center and hide in plain sight, as they say. New York City is the perfect place to lay low. The NYPD have their hands full with the Big Apple's worst street criminals as it is the fbi would pursue but quickly lose his scent among amidst the unwashed masses besides the city has problems of its own right right now seems one of new york's finest has gone rogue lieutenant matthew cordell of the nypd had been brought up on police brutality charges and caught himself a lengthy stay on rikers island he was shortly thereafter murdered in his cell as most former police inmates are 
But that's when the killing began. Anyone and everyone connected with the original Cordell case was turning up dead. Not to mm. mention the collateral dead bodies of anyone that happened to stand in the killer's way. Singles competition, we have Dr. Hannibal Lecter versus the maniac cop Matthew Cordell. Buddy, what do you think? I'm going to go with Hannibal Lecter. All right. Monica? I'm taking Maniac Cop. I'm going to agree with you. Because all it takes is... Dude, he can be in a high-speed chase while he's on fire. (laughs) I've seen him do it. Maniac Cop 3, that's exactly how he was on fire driving a police car. He was on fire. Mm -hmm. Not the car, just him. Flaming. Driving down the road, trying to run somebody off the road. Hey, since we have Maniac Cop in here, have we ever had uh, Judge Dredd? What do you mean? In the Terror Dome? No, but that's oh. not really, those aren't really horror movies. <laughs> right? Oh. Well, no. some of these people that are in here that our well, fans picked aren't really. <laughs> I know. Belial. Cake Wolf isn't around oh. anymore. Okay, so I'm putting a request for, for Judge, Judge Dredd. Dredd. He's a yeah. bad bitch. Did you see that last Judge Dredd with Carl Urban? Yeah. That was a hell of a movie, That's man. what I mean. Where he's trapped in the building. Woo. Let's take a look at the team's competition, shall we? Hmm. <laughs> oh, I think the hiccups just came back. I better he read could, this he fast. Could go off against RoboCop. <clears throat> I know. I was thinking about that. should have like a whole sci-fi terror dome. <laughs> right? That's really what I like always thing. wanted to see ter- uh, Terminator versus RoboCop. Mm-hmm. That would be a bad fight. All right. Team's competition, Inferno Conference Round 8. When the galleon appeared, it was on a stretch of remote Virginia coast. No one was there to see it or even notice the skeletal footprints walking up into the sand. Local focus was a little further inland, an old stretch of highway surrounded by an even older neck of woods, some college kids out backpacking never to be seen again. Happens all the time in the Virginia wilds, but this time it involved a senator's daughter along with the son of some Wall Street hotshot. The sheriff put on one hell of a show for the cameras, brought out police dogs, search and rescue teams, along with some very expensive-looking gadgets from the city. Sheriff knew as well as the locals, though. Those kids were long dead and never to be found. The Hattiger brothers had a way of disposing of dead bodies, and these were their woods. Team's competition, we have the blind dead versus the inbred cannibals. Buddy, how say you? Blind Dead. That a boy? Monica? Yeah, I'm going to go with Blind Yes! Dead. I am also taking the Blind Dead because they are going to win a fight. They have to <laughs> right? at some point, and I think this is the fight that they win. <laughs> well, the cannibals can't eat them, and they can't kill them. Well, they wouldn't want to eat them. They look like beef jerky. Exactly. You know? And mm-hmm. they can't kill them. They're already dead. That's right. On the other hand, really all you have to do is wait out the blind dead. They'll do yeah, it. but the cannibals aren't that intelligent. They're not. They're a bunch of dumb shits. Mm-hmm. They're from Guam or something. Guam. Guam. <laughs> they're, they're from Virginia. <laughs> Guam. <laughs> okay. Oh, Sorry, I was thinking of the other cannibals <laughs> from Cannibal Holocaust. Uh, the opinions expressed by Miss Monica are not the opinions of the Padded Room Podcast or the Padded Room Podcasting Network. You just lost our entire Guamanian demographic, Monica. I know what you're thinking. Or you're thinking to see what she's going to say next week. Yeah. Oh. Well, I was thinking of the there Islander. Goes, there goes cannibals. Uruguay. There goes Peru. <laughs> Fuck. 
Sorry, South America. <laughs> Apparently, we hate you. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Well, we do not. They have gorgeous women in South America. Oh, they're beautiful. Yeah, but these are the blind dead from South Carolina, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful soccer players down there. <laughs> yeah. Some of the, the toughest MMA guys I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Those of you Terradome matchups for the weekend, mates. Singles competition, it is Hannibal Lecter versus the Maniac Cop. And teams, it is the Blind Dead versus the Inbred Cannibals. Get us your votes by next week if you can. The Mental Health Hotline is area code 775-387-0275. Or you get us on the regular old email at thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com. While you're pondering those matchups, and you don't have to vote on the Terra Dome if you don't want to. You can just tell us we're fucking everything up. And fuck you, I'm from Guam, and I, I think you guys are pieces of shit for saying that, or whatever. You just say hi. Just say hi. Hey, how you doing? We're doing good. Thank you. That's all you got to do. And yeah. uh, we'll know you're out there, and you get to hear your voicemail on the, on the show here. We appreciate that. We guys. appreciate that about you. That's right. In the meantime, let's talk about what we got to watch this week. Here comes What Are You Looking At? What are you looking at? You guys doing the 31 for 31? Buddy, I know you're not. No. Monica, how about you? Well, does watching just a horror movie every night count? Yes. Okay. Then yes? Yeah. Excellent. I'm using this opportunity to revisit some of my favorites that oh, I yeah? haven't seen in a while. Uh, Shocker, 1989. Beautiful. Love that great one. Great show. Uh, the Editor, 2014. Oh. Bat shit crazy. Mm-hmm. What happened to Paz de la Huerta? No idea. Hot as shit in Boardwalk Empire. Mm-hmm. See her in the editor and you're like... Which one oh. was she? She was uh, Nucky's original girlfriend, the stripper. Oh, okay. Hotter than shit in Boardwalk uh-huh. Empire. Yeah. I'm sure she's still somewhat attractive, but in the editor, she uh, she did not... She looked kind of strung out, really. Oh, okay. I'm sure she still had a nice body on her. Hmm. Uh, Lords of Salem, 2012. A good one. And I just happened upon Blackwater Vampire from 2014. You guys seen this one? No. It's basically the Blair Witch Project with a vampire. Okay. It's kind of cool. Uh, The vampire is pretty fucking... It's more of a bat creature than like a... It's not like a suave dude out in the woods. Hmm. That would be kind of silly if it was. Mm-hmm. But this guy's like a bat type of dude, and it's black. Weird. It's very good. The, the Doesn't vi- he kind of look like the Jeepers Creepers dude? A little bit. Okay, then mm. I saw this, yeah, too. It's, it's, the, it's the Blair Witch Project, just with this vampire thing. Speaking, yeah. speaking of Blair Witch Project, did you hear anything about the remake of the Blair Witch Project? No, I didn't know there was one. Yeah, I guess they're working on one, like doing a whole thing on the Blair Witch Project. Oh, no. Yeah. Great. I can't remember where I saw that, but yeah, I saw it. I'm like, oh, no. You I don't. Me. I mean. But it's like a remake of the original Blair Witch. Okay. You know what? You know what? I'll sign off on that. But you can't go found footage. The whole allure of the Blair Witch Project was that it was real, right? right. Yeah. When we all signed off on it back in '99, mm-hmm. you can't sell us the same crock of shit twice, <clears throat> right? Yeah. So make it a real movie. Make it a movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I they've been talking about for years was some kind of a Blair Witch prequel that went back to, you know, the original right. village, and you got to see what the fuck happened with the old lady there. Mm-hmm. That is something I'd be interested in. Mm-hmm. All right, well, anyway. Yeah, if I find it, I'll post it on our site. Yeah, check that shit out. Uh, that's all I got. Monica, what do you got, kiddo? 
Uh, so I got to watch the first episode of the new Creep Show. What do you think? I liked it. Pretty good show. That's yeah. that's my favorite. Is the Dollhouse. Now what is that on? Shutter. Shutter. Yes. That was pretty cool. I love the fuck out of that Dollhouse segment. <laughs> if I had that Dollhouse, I would come home. <laughs> I am moving. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna cover it in maple syrup, and I'm gonna let my dogs have at it. Fuck that thing. Yeah. I what I don't understand. I get it. She's a 12 year old girl. Take that little head and fucking right out the window. Ping. Yeah, or set it on fire. Just, you just take the head out, you know. Just to, so let me give you a little rundown here, buddy. Mm-hmm. All right, so this chick has a dollhouse, and you know, mom, dad, kid, uh, dog comes home one day, and the 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 figurines are all in different places from where she left them. Every time she sees it, uh, no, just this on the first occasion. Okay. and there's a weird severed head. <laughs> Like a little miniature doll severed head sitting on the coffee table. Okay. Like it looks like a, it's been cut off. There's like blood and the eyes are all rolled back oh, wow. and it looks funky. So she's like, oh, that's creepy. What the fuck? But then she has to go to downstairs, go eat, comes back up. Now the parents in the dollhouse look very worried. And they're like, oh, and the dog is outside all of a sudden. And the kid is like hiding under his own bed. And she's like, what the fuck is this? So she goes to the dollhouse store and gets a little police officer doll. <laughs> and she's like, okay, here's Officer Schmitty. He's going to get to the bottom of this shit. So she he puts Officer Schmitty in there. And then she goes to school the next day. And when she comes back, Officer Schmitty has like got his weapon out. And he's like pointing a gun at something in the attic. And the parents are all like, oh, what's in the attic? And then she's like, oh, what? well, he's clearly got this under control. So she leaves, comes back. Officer Schmitty's head is off. <laughs> And the parents are like running for the door, and this just goes. And then she goes and gets like a Native American doll, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh, he's gonna exercise the demon." And then the Native American is doing like a war dance thing in the living room, and she's like, "Yeah, he's got it under control." And then she leaves and comes back. Native American's got his head off, and there's blood everywhere. And wow. like, I think the I, I'm sorry if I'm spoiling this, but I think the end was uh, both the parents got their heads off. Yes. The kid got his head cut off mm-hmm. and had the, the nasty severed head in place of his head. Mm-hmm. Like it was possessed. Yeah. yeah. And then wow. she looks, she like is actually, oh, okay, dude, this is fucked up. And then she looks under her bed and there's like a life-size severed Well, head. she took the head and she's like, I hate you or something. Yeah. And throws it under her bed when it was still this little. And then mm-hmm. now it's like a real yeah. severed head. <laughs> oh, shit. She's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> dude. It's not that that was my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, good good stuff right wow. there. It's a good that one's good. Yeah. It's good. I think it gave my son nightmares. I didn't make him watch it with me. He chose to watch it <laughs> with me. He's sitting right here yeah. watching this. Don't close you, your Don't eyes. you even look away. <laughs> he shouldn't even blink. Yeah. What else you got, Monica? Uh, I rewatched Return of the Living Dead. That a girl. Uh in the tall grass. What'd you think of that? I liked it. You weren't here for last week's immersion therapy. Yeah, no, I liked it. Okay. Uh huh. Good show. I really dig Patrick Wilson. I know you do. I I watched Three from Hell. Uh, Is it bad as everybody says it is? Be honest. It's fine. Okay. I don't know what the hype is about Rob Zombie, why everybody loves him to death. Uh, I like him. There, yeah, this movie was, yeah. I think you just, you got to know what you're getting into and you got to be in the mood for a Rob, Rob Zombie show. But there's one thing that didn't make sense to me is that the, so the last Rob Zombie movie ended in 1978 where they got captured, correct? Are you talking about 31? 
No, no, no. The previous. Uh, oh, Devil's Rejects? Yes. Uh, they, they got killed, supposedly. Oh, well, isn't that the one where they drive off yeah. in the car? No, they drive into the police barricade and get riddled. Oh, okay. Well, they didn't die. So that was 1978. Okay. And, and this movie is supposed to pick up in 1986, 10 years or 10 years later. And so I'm looking at it and I'm like, well, if this movie is 10 years later, why is everybody still fucking dressed in 70 clothes and wearing or driving 70s vehicles? Yeah, it's Rob Zombie for you. I didn't like that. Part. All right, huh. uh, the new Rabbit movie. Oh, how's that? I liked that movie cool. better than the original. You think? Yes, okay. very bloody. Nice, lots of blood in there. I I told you guys this earlier, but you brought up Rabbit, which is directed by the Saska twins. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Earlier today, I got a friend request from uh, the chick that played uh, Ruby Real Girl. Yeah. An American Mary. You said that. Yeah. That's How crazy cool. is that? That's yeah. Pretty awesome. She doesn't look anything like Ruby Real Girl. Thank God. Because she that girl looked that's if you don't remember Ruby Real Girl from American Mary, she's the one that uh had her sex organs removed right. and her nipples <laughs> off and had that fa- like turn herself into a Barbie doll. Yeah, very weird. You're very weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's definitely worth watching. Okay. Um nice. I watched that in the shadows of the moon. On Netflix. It's okay. a sci-fi. Yeah. Uh, walking Out. What's Walking Out? Uh, that's basically a father and son go into the woods and they come across a bear and it doesn't end well. Okay. <laughs> it never does coming across <laughs> no. a bear. Uh, I checked out Skin Creepers. What is that? That was that German exorcist style movie. Okay. Where hmm. the chick gets possessed. All right. Uh, I couldn't wait for it to be over. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, the makeup was so janky on the chick. They basically took like an eyeliner and then drew like lines on her. And she's like in the fiery bed and she's doing like this cat look. But it's it doesn't match up with the movie. So she's constantly going. (sighs) (sighs) Well, oh, my God, please. (laughs) All right. I watched uh, the El Camino movie. The uh, Breaking Bad movie? Yeah. You like that shit? Uh, no, okay. it left me disappointed. All right. I know other people are going to say it was perfect ending, but not to me. I don't know if I'm going to watch it or not. And I saw Troy posted that he was watching Here Comes the Devil Part 2. Oh, nice. And I started watching it, and I was really excited. And then I woke up and went... Oh, I missed the whole movie. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so I got to try to rewatch it again. That's the worst. <laughs> That's funny. You, wait till we get to immersion therapy. It took me oh, quite boy. a few attempts to get through that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I watched. Buddy, you get anything in, amigo? No, not this week. You son of a bitch. How dare you? <laughs> right on. Well, then, uh, speaking of immersion therapy, mm. let's roll right into the figurine. Immersion Therapy Well, it's Nigerian. Mm -hmm. So I can honestly say this is the first ever horror film I've seen out of Nigeria. Yeah. I imagine this guy didn't have a whole lot to work with. 
Like budget-wise, special effects-wise, cast and crew-wise. Mm-hmm. So I applaud him for that. Um, Good it's, effort. <laughs> it, I, it's not a bad show, but it, it's very predictable. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, I feel like the writing was solid. It just, it, I mean, it's it's kind of a tired plot line, right? Yeah. It's it's the it's definitely a slow burn. It's the monkey's paw. Uh, scenario mm-hmm. you get this thing it, it's going to make everything wonderful but eventually the shit's going to backfire yeah. seven you know, good it, years followed by seven years of destruction it's going to it's going to hit you twice as hard as it gave it to you mm-hmm. in the end and uh, that fucking sucks man and, hmm. but we I, they laid it all out for us in the first ten minutes of the show right so we know exactly where we were going mm-hmm. uh, I mean it's fu- I'm not going to recommend it but I'm not furious at it you right. know it looks like something that we would have made yeah. Except we probably would have had some rape. We put we like to put rape in our movies, you know. Because why not? I mean, we we like to start the movie with rape and then build everything around that. Right. Okay, so rape in an elevator. Okay. Why would they be in the elevator? Uh, what would happen after they get out of the elevator? Let's focus more on the rape, though. <laughs> yeah. we got to have flashbacks. And uh, is, there, is there any way we can do like a demon uh, thing in there or... No, just right. Okay, we'll just do the right. <laughs> All right, man. It's it's fine. If you if you're in the mood for some foreign horror and you want to see something out of Nigeria, then if you want you want a, a taste of Nigerian flavor, we'll say that they got a weird military situation over did there. Did you have to mm-hmm. read it? I did not. No, oh, okay. They kind of go in and out of English. Yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> there are parts that you have to read, but it's. Mm-hmm. Few, it's like in and out. Okay, yeah, not much. Um, but even when they are speaking English, it's with a heavy accent. And mm, it's kind of mm-hmm. kind of rough. Uh, I'm not going to recommend it, but if you're interested in some foreign horror from a different perspective that you've probably never seen, go ahead and check out the figurine. I like it better than the Bollywood movies. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll I'll second that. I'll watch <laughs> I'll watch another Nigerian horror film before I watch another Bollywood yeah. fucking thing. Another two hour and forty five minute long <laughs> musical opus. From Bollywood that's about a haunted fucking mall or some shit. <laughs> yeah, right? Get the fuck out of here. All right, buddy. <laughs> Redeem yourself this week, please. Sir. All right, this week, let's check out 1987's The Gate. It is written by Michael Nankin, star, uh, directed by Tibber Tekis, and stars Stephen Dorff, Krista Denton, and Kelly Rowan. Very cool. Mm. It's a Stephen Dorff is like six years old in this one. Mm. You can't possibly make fun of him. That's cruelty, right? That's cruelty, Monica. <laughs> yeah, it's not very nice. You can make fun of him in Leatherface and uh, Blade and Judgment Night, but not the gate. He's just it, a, he's a little boy. It's so funny. We actually have a friend that looks just like him. Oh yeah, and he's a police officer down in Carson. Is he taller? No, he's about five seven. <sighs> same receding hairline, same oh, color man. hair. Shit. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Stephen Dorff fans. <laughs> Lookalikes. Lookalikes <laughs> as well. All right. Uh, check that out, inmates. We'll do the same and compare notes next week. Uh, Monaco. Oh, and on what? Amazon. Amazon Prime? Yes. Very Amazon cool. Amazon Prime. That's where you find that shit. Mm. Yeah. Monica, we have not cool. educated you in two weeks now.
Educating Miss Monica. Yes. Can you regale us with your previous clues, please? Oh, somebody got that one. Remember, Alan did. did. What was it? It was uh, the dark half. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Hit us with your clues from this week. Okay. This is a lost archive movie. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Hello, L.A. This could be the start of a meaningful relationship. Two, you just moved into that beautiful building. Three, menacing phone calls. Four, why would someone give you a gift? Five, another gift? Six, another, oh, full-blown stalker. Seven, now you have to, now you have to have a showdown. And eight, which one of you will fall to your death? Hmm. Um, I think I might have you. I was really surprised when I found this movie and read about it. I was like, holy crap. I think I might <laughs> just got you there, kiddo. All right, think about that, inmates. I might have, I don't know. All right, think about that. We'll, uh, she'll, she'll clue us in next week on who she is. If yeah, you, you guys are going to kick yourself if you don't get this. I think I might have that. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Uh, either way, let us know if you come up with an answer. Uh, again, the mental health hotline is area code 775-387-0275, or you get us on the regular old email at thepettedroom2011 at hotmail.com. In the meantime, I think that's about it for us this week. Uh, paddedroompodcast.com is where you to go to find anything you need to know about us. We have a Patreon link there if you're interested. We got buttons, hats, shirts, coffee mugs. All kinds of prize swag. Uh, we got uh, a running theme. You can pick that for a $5 donation. Let us know what kind of movies you want us to do for an entire month. Mm-hmm. Um, also, all the other shows on the Padded Room Network, Horror for Dummies, Who Will Survive, Resurrection of Zombie 7, Wicked Wednesdays, occasionally uh, Cake Wolf's Happy Hour, although we haven't heard from him in like two years. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, that's where you go, paddedroompodcast.com, to find all that goodness. Other than that, um, I think that's about it. Do you guys have anything else on the week? No, oh. thanks, everyone. No? Yeah. For Miss mm-hmm. Monica, mm-hmm. Buddy, poor schmucks with hiccups that last an entire weekend, <laughs> uh, the Nightbreed, chainsaw-wielding maniacs, cops who don't need badges or guns, uh, mm-hmm. fucking assholes that drive backwards and shoot things, and the Padded Room Podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye. Have a great week. The truth is a drug for the first time.